All right, guys, welcome to a combined episode today. We have something really cool. I'm uh, I'm John Dye, host of the American Contractor Show, and with me today, we have Reggie Brock. Uh, good day, sir. Yeah, man, it's good to have you good here. Good to be here. Yeah, Reggie's one of, uh, probably someone I would call one of my closest friends mm-hmm. in this industry and someone I really look up to. Um, you're, you're definitely a mentor in my life and someone I have a massive amount of respect for. Thank you. And I'm honored that you've chosen to uh, let us work with you on this project mm-hmm. that you have going on. And for those of you guys listening for the first time, you're, you're probably going to find this episode on two different platforms, two different brands, whatever, podcast mm-hmm. channels. Let's put it yeah. that way. Uh, so this is going to be an American Contractor show. Now, I wanted our audience to experience what we're about to talk about today because it's going to be really cool. But this is also apparently going to be the episode one. Yeah for the live exposed podcast that you are uh that you're getting ready to get started here yeah really excited about it i'm excited about it i i've been you know following your stuff for a long time and and listening to you and spending as much time as i can Mm -hmm. learning from you and there's so much wisdom that i've gained from just being around you and so i'm really excited that you're doing this that you're putting this out there because it's going to be awesome yeah so um real quick reggie um you've been around for a while Let's talk about that for real quick. Just a little background yeah. of who Reggie Brock is. Yeah. So um, I really started my career in the insurance business. And so, uh, you know, I spent 25 years doing that. Um, and then back in 2010, I got in the roofing business and literally <laughs> just started selling roofs door to door with a roofer in Texas. And you know what they say, if you can sell roofs in Texas, you can sell roofs anywhere. <laughs> and so, I mean, I really learned a whole lot about the fundamentals of roofing um, and you know, beat many doors, got up on a bunch of roofs that I didn't belong on, right? And uh, just like every roofer does, made great money. Um, and, you know, I had a specialty in really figuring out how to sell getting deductibles, right? I mean, I understood policy and Wait, I kind of understood. So in Texas, you were getting people <laughs> yeah, to pay deductibles. Yeah. That was, that's yeah. a skill. Yeah, so. I mean, it was, it was, I, but I didn't know any better. Coming from the insurance business, I knew that the homeowner had a co-cost in the claim, which was called deductible. And for me to do their roof, they had to pay their deductible. That's right. just kind of the way it was. Now, to be honest, that was back in the days where there wasn't a mortgage requirement. I mean, a signature required. So it was easier. And, you know, there wasn't two and three percent deductibles right, at that time, so right. things have gotten a lot tougher. But from a principal standpoint, I knew this is the way the claim should work. So I started, you know, having some success with that, and then I had guys kind of contact me, going like, "Hey, it appears deductibles are most profitable part of the claim. Can you?" <laughs> Turns out that you yeah. need that money right. to run a and business. <laughs> I'm tired of kind of trying to uh, piecemeal my way through this. Can you come and talk to our guys about it? So I did, and. Uh, did that for a couple, three years, kind of some consulting. It was good. And then I went to work for an MRP uh, and ended up at Beacon for the last two years. So I have a real wide range of background in roofing. And you're kind of uh, one of the original trainers, helpers in the industry. But even before that, you, you have a really unique background, though, before even the industry, yeah. though. Yeah. And I think that's kind of coming full, full circle in what you're doing now. And I, I, I appreciate your time in the industry mm-hmm. and all that you've given to us because we – we're indebted to you for in so many ways. So many people, I, I, I hear about Reggie Brock all the time and all the stuff that you talk about. And we walk into a room and I hear you speak and everyone's just like, man, that was, that's what we needed to hear. We have our, our weekly calls that you're yep. on and you help with that, the contractor fellowship stuff. And so, you know, all that to be said though, this new endeavor that you're working on yeah. is so much 
bigger than all this yeah. though. Yeah. And I, I mean, back to what you were talking about my history, I I've been really bruised and wounded and it's affected the way I behaved. Right. And so I, I realized that there was poison in me that was a f- coming out of me that was affecting every relationship I had, especially the important ones, like with my wife and my son and my family. And this is real life. Yeah, this, this is, is just this wrong. Isn't, this isn't like business. This no, is this is just real life. But it like, affects my, you know, what we fail to realize is who we are personally affects what we become professionally. And so I had the habit and the talent of just stuffing stuff down. Right. I would get angry with people and I really would just like say to them and myself, that's just the way I am. And it was really stopping me from really reaching the true potential I had. Forget about as a roofer, as a human being. I mean, I really wanted to be a good husband, but I was making decisions based upon just, you know, past hurts and, you know, frustrations and failures and, you know, that weren't my fault in some cases, but in many cases cases it was my fault and rather than deal with those john i just pushed them down and i just kept pushing them down and layer after layer and then i would find myself putting on shows for people meaning you know you want me to be something so that i can get your approval or your applause or your attention i wanted to hear my name called a bunch so you start making i did i'm not blaming anybody else but i started just becoming people i started becoming what people wanted to hear from me and what people wanted to see in me. And it was just fraudulent. And it always made me realize two questions almost every night when I went to bed that were always unanswered. And that's the journey I'm on today is to answer these two questions. Number one, how can I have so much and yet still feel so empty? Think about that. Not just in an industry, but as a country, you know, look at us. We have so much compared to the rest of the world but yet it's never enough why is that Hmm. the second thing for me is i wanted to know why though even i was from an exterior standpoint people will look and say he's having success i wanted to know why i behave the way i behave over and over again and create more pain for the people i love and friends that i've come in acquaintance with I wanted to understand that because it was just habits and broken relationship after broken relationship. And, you know, I felt like I I wasn't going to be hurt again. And so what I'm seeing as I'm talking to people is them relating to that story, right? There are things that have happened to them way back somewhere that have caused chain reactions in them that have really moved them away from who they actually are. Pain will do that to you especially if you're trying to protect yourself against getting it again especially if it was like for me supposedly the dearest person in your life was is your mother so when your mother rejects you how in Mm. the world could i ever think anybody else wouldn't or at least potentially so what i started doing is protecting myself and i started allowing these toxins to get within me and reside within me And so the whole idea behind living or live exposed is to get into that stuff beginning in my life and realize the ripping effect that it has in my relationships and my professional career and say, once and for all, that stuff is going to come out. Because as you start peeling back layers and you get to the point to where you're really you, 
life begins to change. But if you keep putting on <coughs> and you keep pretending, you'll never reach your true potential or potency. Said a lot, so I'll stop. No, this is all deep stuff that I think as not just professionals, just people. Like yeah. we, we are struggling with it, especially in today's day and age with social yeah. media and all the facades that we have to put on. Yeah. In order to 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 get that uh, validation mm -hmm. from the rest of the world, it's it's a it's a massive problem that we're now facing as a society. Yeah. And it's hard if you're in our business and you have the type of personalities that most of us have, you know. And if you're having success, we think if he is, I'm not. What mm -hmm. he has is probably taken. But this from is me. everything. This isn't just business. This no, is real life. It's like this just is just life. life, right? Especially today. Yeah, and that grind in us causes the gears to start shutting down it makes us stop really performing what we were intended to be when we were built mm -hmm. right so to speak yeah our individual dna is there for a reason and i don't care where you call that coming from all of us have something in us or multiple things in us that are uniquely us mm -hmm. and we're yeah. designed to live in that design, so to speak. But all of a sudden, John's getting credit for having 10 jillion TikTokers and views on the TikTok, and it some way causes me to go, well, if he's got it, I don't. So he must be doing something right. I must be doing something wrong when the reality is that's just a gift you have that I don't. Your team has. And so why don't I just look, focus on who I am and number one, accept it? Mm. You know, that's the big problem that people face. They become somebody else because they've never really accepted who they are and are good with it. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean me accepting who I am means I don't need to improve? No, but you can't be, and you know, we talked about this earlier, <laughs> this word authentic is running around pretty wild right now. And I get it, but it kind of bothers me to a certain degree because until you are really you, yeah you can't be authentic and yeah. so you putting on and people and you think you're being authentic when you're not you're not <laughs> yeah you're being authentically fraudulent right because you don't really know who but you you're are. good at being authentic when it comes to fraudulently but because you're afraid if i'm me john's not going to like me he's going to reject me or if i'm going to be less popular i think people are confused too because they feel like as long as they fit in yeah that's that's where they belong that's good. And so they've put all these, they've built this fraudulent facade in order to fit yeah. in and have in a lot of ways not been true to themselves and have compromised who they really are yeah. in order to fit in, to be a part of whatever that group is. And, and, and they're cheating themselves. And it's draining. It's draining. Yeah, it's, it's sucking the life right out of you because you're wasting your time. Right. Which time is the most valuable thing that we yeah. have. And you're wasting it on a fakeness. So what I'm calling people into with this idea of live exposed is getting rid of all the layers, finding who you are for real, embracing it, accepting it, and living it. It's like returning to your original design, <laughs> right? Who you were intended to be because you can't live out your purpose and many people are frustrated because they just don't feel like they're living out their purpose well the reason they're not is they're not living their purpose they're living in this facade or this made-up world where they think 
Okay, it's all about strategy, and it's all about you know being in the right place at the right time. And I'm gonna tell you something, John. For the last three to five years, that has gone from me, to where I can honestly feel like I'm okay with me. And if you're not, then I, yeah, I'm not gonna suffer the consequences that I've gone through before to please you, so that you'll go like Reggie is such a great guy. <laughs> And what I have found is also when I'm my own, the true design of me, there is, I call it God-given attraction power that I have that pulls things to me that belong to me, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I, I use this example. It's probably not a good one, but it's true. I think my first wife the, and the divorce that I went through was because I was fraudulently presenting myself. I thought I'd manipulated myself well enough into knowing what she thought and what she wanted, I became that. Two weeks into this thing, it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Who? <laughs> and, I, and so, but that's where we spend our lives. We're right. just putting on all these like stage, I mean, these, uh, uh, you know, uh, acts where people are looking at us just so that we can get for a momentary, like, he's in, he's in our club no matter the consequences that come with it. To me, it feels like if we were to take it back to a business analogy, it's the whole robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. From an emotional standpoint, though, instead of a money standpoint, you're taking and making things fraudulently in order to maintain that persona, the persona. Yeah. yeah. And as long as you can keep doing that, you feel like you're okay. Now watch this. How many times have we heard in our industry, recruiting is really difficult. <laughs> yeah. Now I want you to think that's about all, this. That's, that's a number one okay. thing, right? So think about this. If you're not Any really, small business is going to say that. Any, any small big business, business is going to yeah, say Yeah, exactly. The fact of the matter is people make our business good or bad. Right. But watch this. If I'm the recruiter mm -hmm. and I am not my genuine, real self, and I'm on this side of the table trying to convince you to come to work for me, and you're on that side of the table trying to convince me I need to come to work for you, and neither of us of ourselves, why are we so confused with failure in recruiting. If right. we're not ourselves and we're not exhibiting the true us and our true culture, we're fraught for failure in our recruiting. And I think that absolutely affects the way. Listen, I want to be around people that can look at me and go like, whether I like him or not, that's who he that's is. That's who he is. Yep. And I'm going to choose based upon that to work with him or not to work with him. Some of our recruiting failures, and I know we probably didn't need to go this direction, but I was just sitting here thinking about it when you brought it up about business, is because we're recruiting, they're seeing somebody that they're not gonna get when they come to work. Right. And we're seeing somebody that they tell me they are, that generally speaking, they're not. And it's just cycle, cycle, get new people in. And like, you know, like I guess, dude, I'm a great recruiter. I'm like, well, really? Yeah. You know? Or how about conflict? We get conflict in the house, and because there's so much in us with pe that we have stuffed down and pushed, and are unresolved—I call it unresolved, unspoken—issues uh, in our lives that just force them way out. Have you ever been with somebody, and then you just rock oh, along, yeah. and you feel like they're comf—you know—you're comfortable with who they are, and then they have some massive kind of shift and you go Just like changes what in the world was that yeah that's what it is it's that unresolved unseen stuff rearing its ugly head and then they go like yeah it was a one-off and the fact is listen our fruit is mm -hmm. a representation of the root system right so 
if you want the fruit to change, you've got to rip up the root and rebuild. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. And yeah. this is this is why this message of uh, and what you're doing, I feel, is so so needed and so powerful for not just our industry, but you know that we're a part of. But everybody, I'm yeah. sorry, but we're in a, in a super weird time where so many things are just mentally we're we're kind of messed up right now as a society we have these false expectations these false validators these things that we think are so uh so important to us when they're really completely irrelevant to what our purpose in life is yeah and it's holding us all back yeah and it's making us i feel like it's making us um it's really just going to make us more and more able to be subjected to other people's desires over our own. It's just going to make us more dysfunctional. Exactly. Right? Yeah, because we're all unhappy. <laughs> and we're all faking. No, that's a big statement. Many of us are just faking our way through life. Yep. Because we're so worried about being accepted. Yep. I, look, I, I'm. this is the pot calling the kettle here. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I want people to like my Facebook post. <laughs> and I, I'm... And I get six, you get 6,000. No, you know, I'm know just saying, much. right? 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go like, I'm so revved up about, I've got this idea and then I put it out there. Nobody gives a crap. And then it fate, it affects me and go like, so I start looking at other people. And is it looking at people bad? No. But if it draws me away from the true, my true essence so that I can be maybe not 5,000, but I can get 100, it causes me to run down that path and boy it's that path is fraught with destruction this is why i hate that influencer term i'm just saying like people always say man well i'm like dude i hate that term because i feel like it's number one people are too easily influenced first off second off i think that we need to be influenced to be ourselves right not to be what other people think we need to be, not to find validation through it, not to go through all these motions that are completely irrelevant to reality and don't even reflect what really is going mm-hmm. on in our lives, but be who we really need to be. And that's a, that's a big deal to me. Yeah. And you know what's really interesting about that? Everything I'd hoped for when I wasn't me has come to pass more when I've become and been willing to live me. Yeah. Because it's, it's just, it's, it's a natural law. Yeah. Right, the attraction power, that energy that's in in me, if it's really released into the universe, to the world, whatever you want to call it, it has an attraction power to it. And if I'm not trying to be anybody but me, Mm -hmm. there are things that have happened already to me that make me go like, I didn't try for that, it just happened. Yeah. So I spent 10 years in this business. And I told you this, and I'm just being raw with you, as I normally am. I spent 10 years in my business trying to get on platforms in the industry because I thought to myself, if people heard what I had to say, it's going to change everybody's life. And for 10 years, nobody, not one, I had, if I wanted to be on a podcast or do a video, I had to do it myself. <laughs> Ain't nobody wanted to hear anything I had to say. Seriously. And so it became frustrating. And the more frustrated I got because people were up on the platform and I'd, I'd sit out there in the audience and go like his content's horrible <laughs> right but everybody was inviting him or her or whatever i was never getting invited and so finally i think the reason for that 
is I've had so much built up frustration and fear of failure and, you know, need for approval that when people weren't doing it, I think, and this is just my opinion, God said, we're going to kill that root. And so the way I'm going to do that, player, is we're not going to let anything happen to you that creates interest in what you're saying because what you're saying right now, listen to me, is not really you. Hmm. So the root had to be ripped up. You can't baby a root. In due season, you're going to reap what you have sown. That root system is going to produce fruit. People are like, well, I'm just going to pull all this fruit down, and next season will be better. It'll reproduce the same kind of fruit. Right. And so I had to have the root ripped out. And the root for me was, oh, this is your problem. You won't let this go. You need attention. You need to be babied. You need to be pampered, and you need to be approved. Now, it could be because your mother didn't do all that for you, but irregardless, we're going to kill the root. And that root started being jerked out for me painfully, painfully, painfully. And then, you know when I knew God was at start on a new thing in me is when you picked up the phone and you didn't even think nothing about it, but I will remember you forever for this and thankful for this because it was in the providential time of God for my life. And you picked up the phone and said, hey, I'm having a panel down at uh, RoofCon. Would you just sit on it? I hung the phone up and started crying. And I'm like, what is happening to me here? It wasn't even on the main stage. It didn't matter to me. It was acknowledgement that the real me had been seen. And then all of a sudden, I get up on that panel with the guys that I was with, Jonathan, Nathan, and uh, Eric, and it was just like, it was a great panel. A lot of interaction and a lot of meat. And more importantly, though, it was validation that who I am, I wasn't afraid of anymore. And I was going to speak the truth. And that's when I knew that the root had been removed. Because I was really there for the purpose of speaking into people's lives to hopefully begin change for them. So I'm very, very grateful for that opportunity. But that was a turning point for me. Ten years, nothing. Then you put me up on a platform, and then all of a sudden these other things just start coming from because in, it was the right time. So for that, I'm grateful. And that's a great message for anybody. If you want things to change, probably you're going to have to rip the root out because picking the fruit, don't, it's not going to cure the problem. If you've got a problem that's ir, it seems to be unmovable and unshakable, don't look at the fruit. Check out the root because until the root is ripped up, change will not happen. And I'll say, like, Reggie, I'm so thankful that you are who you are and that you're good with that and that you have you you've come into that because at the end of the day like i know i know my life is touched every week when we talk uh when we have our meetings and i know like uh i know other people that are on that contractor fellowship call they say the same thing we're all being affected every week by what you bring to the table and it's it's always uh it's just to me it's something that we need and it's awesome to see that that's where your life is going and it's so much bigger i keep saying it's so much bigger than everything else but you're the same way the impact that you have when we see the real you has cascading effect think about this i'm 62 years old what if i would have caught this 30 years ago do you matt can you imagine (laughs) the influence i could have had on people's life see look we talk a lot about influence leadership influence you can talk about it till you're blue in the face until you live it 
and it starts with just accepting you and living you, your influence will be a mile wide and an inch deep, even if you have it. Mm -hmm. And so my encouragement as our time together today is, look, don't be afraid of your original design. Yeah. You've got DNA touch points in you that were designed specifically for this world for your time. And the quicker you can get to that, don't wait till you're 62 years old. Yeah. Find now the opportunity to become good with you. Because I'm going to say this, and this may be controversial to some, but you're enough. Hmm. Are you as good as you're going to be? No. But you trying to improve on the stuff you're making up and performing, don't take you down the road that you need to be on. Design uh, your original design and also is attached to your original purpose. Just drive it. Just live it and watch what impact opportunities come your direction. And I think divinely, they'll meet people like John, you, and they'll meet other people who have a, that are attracted to that, whatever's in them, and they will allow your talents and your gifts to be demonstrated and then change starts happening. But you cannot, until you accept you and live you, you're going to stay running in a circle, running in a circle, staying frustrated, and not being able to answer, why do I have so much and still feel so empty? That's so good. And I, I'm so thankful that you're putting this together and that you're going to help people through this journey. Um, I, I don't see this. This is not something that you're going to just be able to fix like this. No, uh, It's not something that people, I mean, it took you a long time. Yeah. And I think it's okay for people to be patient. Yeah. And be take your time. Well, you got to find some safe space. You know, I just took a chance. I mean, y'all know on Wednesday mornings, I'll gut myself <laughs> and I mean pretty quickly. Yeah. It's but it's safe for me. Right. I mean, I don't think that people need to go you know, you know, expose their dirty laundry just because they feel this little twinge in them right now going like that matter what he's saying is me, right? You just got to find safe. So we're trying to help cultivate some safe space right. and safe place and safe people that that you and I can become vulnerable with one another and really expose it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this, John. I, I told you this. I, I told my wife, my wife and I have been married 32 years. And I asked her, you, you actually the one that really came up with this name, Live Exposed. And so I, I said, when you hear the word exposed, live exposed what do you think now my wife's a pharmacist <clears throat> so she has a medical background <laughs> and this is what she said to me and i can't explain it but i think the point will be getting will be delivered real well with this analogy she said to me when i hear the word exposed i think of the word bacteria hmm. she said there's different types of bacteria but when i hear exposed she said i think of the bacteria listen to this that's beneath the surface mm-hmm she could have stopped there and my mind would have gone like, oh, wow, that's cool. But she said, no, the reason it lives is because it's never been exposed to oxygen. She said, when you open up, you, you have to slice and open up where that bacteria is immediately when it's exposed to oxygen, it ceases to live. Hmm. Now that's powerful. That's where many of you are and where I was and still battle every day. 
why do I say live exposed? Why do I think that's so powerful? Because it's an ongoing. I mean, it's right. just something you have to be conscious of. And, you know, when we bury stuff deep, it lives when it stays deep and dark. But when you open it up and expose it to light <laughs> or oxygen, the stuff starts dying. If you're tired of living with that stuff deep inside, open it up to oxygen and light and change will begin. I got goosebumps saying and it that. It can go so many ways. <laughs> I know. I, I, I can already see where this, this is going. And to me, it's exciting yep. that this opportunity is now going to be presented that, you know, um, this journey can can yeah. be available to whoever wants to go yeah. down it and wants to be wants to be free from their fake self and be who they actually want to be. So I'm excited for Live Exposed. If you are not uh, subscribed to it, go to go to your podcast provider. I'm sure it'll be everywhere. Yeah. Get on there, subscribe to it, uh, listen to these. There's gonna be this is gonna be a journey. This is gonna be something awesome, and I'm excited about it. And I need them to bring two things: courage and transparency. If you can do that, this can change your life and create growth that you're looking for that you that that's bypassed you. And so, you know, it's not it's not it's not something people like hop around and go like, eh, I need to get rid of this stuff. And the other thing I would say finally is this: I'm not a counselor, and this show is not going to be about counseling. This show is going to be about exposure and us having a courage and be brave enough to confront those unresolved issues in our life. And That's you awesome. know this. When I with that, I will shut up. <laughs> Guys, go check out the Live Exposed podcast. Reggie's an amazing guy. He's got some great stuff. And I know you've been through a journey yourself. Yeah. And now you're going to share that with others, and that's that's purpose. Yeah, it's purpose Absolutely. in its in its in, in its most pure form. Mm -hmm. And everybody has that purpose within them. It doesn't. And who knows what that purpose is for yeah. you? That you're watching this, you're thinking, man, I'm I'm dealing with some of this stuff. I'm not who I really should be. I'm not being who I really am as a person. How do I find out? Well, that's what this whole podcast yeah. is about. And I think it's important for business. It's important for life. It's important for marriages. It's important for families. It's yeah. important for everything all those people are relying on you to be who you need to be yeah to fulfill your purpose and this is an opportunity for you to figure out what that is and so this is across the board universally important for everybody thank you so much reggie for doing this for putting yourself out there like that i know it's not easy mm. but i know that uh this is what you were created for yeah and i appreciate the opportunity absolutely thanks guys go check it out subscribe to it live exposed if you're watching us from the live exposed podcast i'm john die host of the american contractor show thanks for checking it out let's keep going let's go down this journey absolutely